0: A, a slow, meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now.
1: With Josh Kerr. All right, I'm your David Ribbage. Josh Kerr. David Ribbage. Josh Kerr's for real. The fastest G2, 1, meters Josh running. Kerr on the Way outside. Way up front now is David Ribbage. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sit and Kick podcast. I'm your host,
0: David Ribbage. And I'm your bear host, Josh Kerr. This morning, we are recording. So this is going to be a hell of an effort, you know. Coffee's getting put in, and we've got a lot to cover. We have, we kind of did a trial run for this with, uh, with a little bit of recording from, the the Brooks, the Brooks camera crew, whatever we can call them. You know, they wanted to see what the podcast was all about. They wanted to hear the boys going back and forth with a bit of banter to each other, and then the audio sucked. So we're going again. We're going again. We have so much to cover. We kind of know a little bit more uh, about other uh each other's opinions on some of these topics but i want to dive into it and kind of you know go over it again
1: yeah no definitely and i think like this is a that was a trial run to this episode and you know if we really were able to save that audio i think it would be a banger of an episode so we're going to try to reiterate all those um original emotions that we had for each other you know i don't know josh will, if josh will get into it this go around but he's like david you're so inspirational you're one of my like, all-time favorite athletes when people ask about who my hero is it's you david I'm not sure if he's going to get back into that. If he does, great. If not, you know, I can live without that. But, you know, Josh, let's just kind of take it away with some of the things that we've been up to. You know, we have had some episodes come in and out, um, but most recently we have had races. You know, we had the 5,000 meter there at the track meet, and then you had an 800 meter at Mount SAC you know, other than Cole Hawker doing 146 and like 320 or 330 at the PAC 12 championships, you might have like the quickest turnaround of 800 to 5,000 meters. So let's kind of lead off with uh, your experience, expectation, and uh, overall confidence that you gained from beating those guys in the eight at Mount SAC, those UK athletes, and then coming back to the 5,000 and being just a tad off of Andy Butchie. So.
0: Yeah, it was a weird double. I'm not going to lie. Um, but both fantastic races um, put on by the meet directors. I think, you know, we were able to stay in California for about 10 days or so. It, it, yeah, it's a weird double, but I was training mostly for the 5K, but weirdly enough, the 800 went, I would say better than the 5K. So yeah, it's it, it's an interesting time in my training. So we were just kind of battering out myself, Dave, you know, Garrett, we're we're kind of pushing for the five K for, for a long time and and, and then this eight hundred came up and I was like, Oh, well let's just go for that and then and double it back with a five K. And uh, I thought we were gonna go five K first, but I think it makes more sense to do eight first. And, you know, I, I felt a lot stronger in the eight than you know than I thought I might have done. Uh especially coming through in like fifty one point. I thought that would feel quick, but it didn't. So that's great. And so it just shows that I'm very much a strength training guy and I can kind of I can always sprint off that, which is good, but more importantly we got into that 5k at the sound running event and my guy Dave just didn't know if he was a pacer didn't know if he was racing (laughs) and just thought he'd go you know what you know Mohamed you've ran 12 something just just sit back and relax my guy what was the moves there Dave
1: well it's just like one of those things where that was not the race plan at all my race plan was to sit in around literally seventh to tenth like when Danny and I talked he's like go out slow and work through the field because he's like that's one of your big time strengths is kind of testing out the waters and letting your body naturally find the pace and then go in for the race and so that was the race point going into it and you know that excitement that gun goes off being in lane one having the pacers on the outside slow down the faster guys on the rest of the field uh i was just set up for a, a front runner uh event and you know i'm not necessarily deterred by it but when i was leading that rep i was like man this is my first ever competitive 5k and i'm sitting ahead of mohamed who's ran 1240 bronze medalist world-class athlete and i'm like you know graciously like you could probably take this off my hands and kind of help a brother out but no you know he sat back and i had an instagram post and i think the caption was honestly kind of my mentality is like afraid of no one respect to all like i'm not afraid of any of those guys in that event even though it's my first time but i'm gonna respect them I'm not afraid of you either. You know, it's like, I'm going to respect all the things that you've done. But if I'm to be afraid of you in a race, then I'm already going to give you that advantage. And I'm already going to give you that win. And like, I would rather get beat outright and, you know, fade to the back like I did than just immediately go in and like, I don't belong here. Or these guys are better than me. Like, yeah, Mohamed has a minute faster PR than me practically in this event. That's crazy. That means he's averaging like 404s. That's crazy. But 61s? It's going to be like 61, 62s. So it's just like, yeah, I found myself in the front. I found myself leading the charge. Did not anticipate that at all. I expected a different end result. But I think the takeaway from my first 5K doing a majority of that work, not having like, you know, Josh pre-race tell me, you know, David, if you find yourself in the front, you know, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to help you out. You know, like this is us. This is our our 5K. You know, we got that pack mentality. I'm up there boot bopping along and no Josh Kerr comes along. He's in the back like, David, you can do it, brother. (laughs) i was hurting more than you were that's true that's true
0: i just so the brooks beasts first five steps if you rewatch that race unbelievable unreal we're like an absolute shot and it was perfect i was like oh, i'll fade back a little bit sit back in like seventh or eighth dave got his math wrong that's completely fine dave he went oh that's you know i'm sitting in fourth place right now that's great and then i'm like hmm there's three pacers in this and then you got passed by a BYU kid, was the only guy who committed to the pace. Dave slows the whole race down and now we're running 65s, you know? And so, you know, I look up and I'm like, you know, I, f- I feel you, brother, but I can't really do much for you right now. And I was just sitting behind Garrett, you know, getting lost in his calves. Uh, and I was having a good time, uh, even though I was hurting from what, 1200 in?
1: <laughs> yeah you um you you put your neck into it and and you fought with andy on like that last battle um i'm happy to say that he pulled out that dub in that event because watching you make the uk 800 meter guys look silly in mount sack and if you would have come and done that same thing in the 5k to andy i think it would have just been like a okay guy like cool your jets like, i think you I, I mean, him, you're good
0: yeah butchart was much better than me in the 5k <laughs> like you beat me by a fair bit i wasn't really um challenging him I would say but it's 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 such an interesting event because the 5k I would say you need a fair bit of experience to to feel confident in a lot of the decisions you make in a 5k and I'm not saying that you can't go and run a, a great first couple of 5ks I'm not saying I'm, I'm really disappointed with my 5ks but I do feel like there's a certain element of needing to know the distance better and um, then you know I've ran two you've ran one and so like together we can't exactly sit here and say we're experienced 5K guys. So I'm not gonna sit here and say it was a rust buster, but I'm just saying it was, a, there was definitely mistakes made in the in the race um, because it was just, it's such a different distance from what we normally do. And I think it was just hard. It was just straight up a grind. I found it incredibly hard and a lot harder than 800. I wanna say that 5K at the trials or like if it's a if it's a difficult 5k to make, if there's a lot of good 5k guys in there. I want to say that the 5k has to be one of the hardest medals to get.
1: Yeah, I mean certainly at the world stage. I mean, the guys at the world stage are absolutely nuts. I mean, you have Cheptegei, you have Jakob, you have any of the Ethiopians. It's just like you have Mohamed, it, it's crazy. And and you look at the splits and you look at the the tacticians in that race. Like the 5k is one of those races where those athletes can all win in a variety of different ways. And I think that's that's the crazy thing is like their bag of tricks is endless. And then the 1500 and the 800, everyone kind of knows like what people are capable of. You know like Donovan Brazier in the 800, he's he's rolling out with down the back stretch with 300 to go or 400 to go like he can do like a long kick in and he's ran and has a good strength in the 1500 so you know he can handle that kind of pace. But when it comes to the 5K like I mean I think Mohamed closed in like 354 for 1 5K at one point in the in the world championships. That's absurd i was just gonna is, like
0: just go over the
1: fact that you said Brasier. Brazier, yeah, I did say that, and I think that's Brazzers. What is that website called? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I did say that. Um, so I'm not really enthused about messing up his name, but his name is the Don or the what do we call him? Dodgevin? because he never shows up to race uh, any 800 meter yeah, guys seriously. in the country.
0: But I mean, he he's been he's been entered into like all races in the U.S. and he's just like not showing up. Yeah, I think they right. said on the on the commentary that he's he's injured or something. Really, yeah. Well, that would be a shock if he was, um, or but, like he w- he was getting a scan or something. I
1: don't know what was. You know, you know, let's bring up something, Josh, that might have ruffled your feathers a bit. You know, that might have um, attacked my, you personally, attacked you over social media. What are you going at? I don't know. My feathers are unruffable. So how how do you feel now that your NCA record was shattered so low in a prelim by a great funny guy? No comment. No comment. You want to say a little? No. Lot? You want you want to break it down a little bit? You want to talk about the DMs you received? It was you got negative. a pretty hostile fan base. That's <laughs> it was for sure. straight
0: up negative. There's there's a certain time in your life, you know, when you're doing well and you race well, that people just want to see you fail, man. I feel like that happens quite a lot, and people just want to like see something that can just say so like, "Oh yeah, you suck," and so you know, I broke a 37 year old record, you know. I am the Roger Bannister of this era and when it comes to 1500 meter running in the US and that's fine and so I've led the way and said look guys this is actually quite a slow record and then these 1500 meter guys 800 meter 5k guys whatever in the NCAA are crushing it they're running really really fast and so my record was bound to go and so I'm very happy that the goose got it I think he's hilarious. Over and the he, two
1: guys that we've had on the podcast, Cole and uh, Cooper?
0: No, I'm just saying like we, I know I've spoken to him before and I've watched him. I was worried that he ran cross to dodge indoors. Personally, I yeah. was like, oh, you know, if you're, if you're outdoor NCAA champion, like you're going to run it indoor NCAAs. And he was telling me that. You know, he was just trying to help his team out, and like they had a really good chance of like doing really well and cross. And I was like, which they you know, did. Like, well, I was sitting there at the time. Which beforehand, I was like, seems a bit dodgy, mate. You know, <laughs> a so seems a little bit dodgy. And so, <laughs> you know, a couple of guys on the team, we all had like a, a good discussion about it. And obviously, it went incredibly well. for For was it was at Notre Dame. Yep. Um, I don't know how I never know how to say it. Yeah, Notre Dame. Not Um and so I don't think that's it, but yeah. And so yeah, and and then he opens up uh, with like a a dipped win against the Oregon kids uh, for three thirty six or something like that, and I was like, that looks pretty good. He's back, he's back, kind of thing. And then he goes out and does that, and I'm gonna say front running is a skill, and he has it. He has it. I mean, that's a very difficult thing to do. I have a, a massive amount of respect. I, I, I obviously sent him a message afterwards, you know, congratulating him and stuff. But yeah, my, my DMs were full of negative uh, negativity. It was always like, Oh, you're shit now, or no one's gonna remember. And and for me, like if I if I still get described as, as the NCAA champion three years after I did it, I don't think I've really pushed my career on.
1: And see, and that's the thing that like separates you and I. I. haven't done anything, so I'm still the division two record holder. Ouch. People are like, "How does it feel to be You're the only five record holder?" No, my- yeah. How does it feel to be the only record holder on the podcast? Well, you know, that's not what I want to be known by, but here I am today. <laughs> um, but that's the kind of a defense that I came to you when um, there's someone that's very close to you saying, "I bet Josh is really hurt by it." I'm like, "Here's the reality. Josh can run the NCAA record in a prelim at a world championships now." Like, that's not, like, as impressive as his collegiate mark was, that's not his end game or end goal. Like, that is just, like, literally a benchmark for success. So, yeah, I was like, I bet Josh is cool with it. He's probably sad it's gone and his name's no longer on the record books. And, you know, he has to change his bio on the sitandkickpodcast.com. But, you know, he's going to get over that. And there's better things to come than an NCA record. And the cool thing about it, too, was, I personally think it came from an American. You know, that's that's a good to, good to see it back in the hands of the rightful runner. You know, um, doesn't go to this like showboat and gloat uh, Josh Kerr kind of guy. But let's uh, let's forget about the past and look forward to the future. Josh, what are you looking ahead to the trials? I mean, like you might be the only UK athlete to cover the distance of 815 and 5K leading up to the UK trials. So, I had something really interesting to say, David. Successfully, You've, you're the only one to do it successfully. We can, we, we can say the Olympics in this podcast. We you can say why? the Olympics in this podcast. You know why? Because games. this is not – we own this. This is our right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i very much
0: – I like to cover all my bases. So, I like to run eights. I, run, I like to run a 5K. I enjoy running the 1500. But, you know, I, I feel like it's important to, to run a little bit of everything and see kind of where you're at in most things. So, you know, I think Whiteman's running eight, uh, a very good eight. Uh, ran running eight, uh, Neil ran a 15. And so yeah, everyone's, everyone's different. But you know, I, I feel like my, my preparation is is kind of going going very well. And I just want to run a really good 15. now uh, Next week, two weeks time. So yeah, I think everyone's so different, man. Like I think Whiteman said he's gonna run like a couple more 800s and then the trials. And that to me is makes sense like he's really good at a on a mirror running but i don't know i feel like you have to run a 15 or a couple 15s um to kind of get yourself there but you know it's it's weird because i look at someone said to me like oh nice opener for that 800 i was like we opened up and like march or april whenever it was i i still see that as an outdoor season like yeah, i don't know no, what, I what you think it is no, because I everyone's like well it was within the indoor season but i was like that makes no sense to do that but you know trials are going to be interesting this year i just got the email about like quarantining and stuff so i need to figure that all that all out but i mean you know it's a, it's a fantastic year and an olympic year is always going to get everyone psyched and you know it's either going to make or break you so
1: you and i don't want to add any extra pressure on you but as a friend, like you, like. you, and I train with you every single day, like I'm excited to watch you compete in these trials. You know, I, I get to see all the behind the work. I get to see all the lawn chair sits. I get to see you sit for 30 minutes before we work out in the same goddamn chair, kicking other people out of it when people sit in it. So like, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for the success that you bring. But what's interesting enough about you is you could still be classified as the underdog in this event because you've never won a senior title. You know, like you're going no, in as- people have though. I don't no. think
0: Whiteman's ever won a senior title. Really? Yeah.
1: Well then I stand corrected. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily put Whiteman as the underdog either. You know, he's the highest UK finisher at the world championships. Oh, here he go. Uh, no, like in all seriousness, like he he won the, the most important race of the year. You know, like if you win the UK trials, great, but you don't perform at the world stage, then what are you worth? Well, that's why you go
0: in ranked second and come out ranked second.
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. You're a man of consistency. And speaking of I want of to know second, more about
0: your five K, dude. All right, yeah. The future last... of David Rivet.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we, we can get into it. But lastly of second, Notre Dame or Notre Dame, whatever you want to say, finished second at the cross-country championships. Yeah, so it was they a did. Smart
0: and, decision. A, and that's an that's an unreal performance. And mm-hmm. I take back what I said about it. I think he made a great decision to run cross, came out, smashed the 15, then broke the record. So yeah, he might be playing the late for. game.
1: He might be playing the June-July game. So um, we'll that's see if that That's the exact game
0: off. you need to play in this NCAA system. And, and to be honest, if you want to keep that record, it's going to have to be a lot quicker than that, is all I'm trying to say. Because I knew as soon as I ran I was like, this is too slow yeah because okay, I, I, I back to me. It. huh
1: you want to get back to me now you want to ask me the no. questions oh, okay then
0: we continue to talk about myself for another second. okay. And so yeah, just just straight up like end of an era it is what it is you know I, what are you gonna do cry about it Anyway, Dave, so <laughs> start of a new era start of yeah. the 5k yeah what's going through your head man you're gonna run another
1: one right I'm gonna run another one I'm gonna run another one at Portland track I'm gonna try not to lead the first 3,100 uh, meters to then get passed by nine people just get in a a worse start. yeah I just gotta get a slower start gotta tuck in gotta settle and and enjoy the ride I mean I'll be doing another one and I'm looking forward to it too because when you say you were hurting at 1,200 I wasn't truly hurting until like 3,000 but it was like a big switch and I think a lot of that came from just the fact that I was leading waiting for someone or one person to pass me but it seemed like in a 200 meter stretch, nine people pass me, and I think that was just like a shock to the system of like, where's where am I going? Where am I tucking? What's going on? Who's who's in the field? And I just it was information overload because, you know, you want to turn your brain off, and and everything that I've learned is like, you never want to think about the end result of a race in a long race like that. So like when I when I got past and I was sitting there, I was just thinking, I was like, okay, how's this how this how's this going to end? And immediately I was pulled out of the race because I just did I didn't need to focus on that. I needed to focus on one lap at a time, you know, like check the lap, like just be there, tuck in. And so for me, like, I'm excited because there's a lot of opportunity for me to grow in that event. I mean, I've been doing 5k work since December. So I went into this race with the anticipation and like drive to run a little bit faster, but starting out where I did with the result that I had, I'm like, I'm okay with that. And I'm satisfied in that it was an opener. It was a rust buster uh, of an event because it was my first time ever. I'll give you that because
0: it was the first time ever.
1: Um, But I'm really, really looking forward to doing another one. And I think the funny thing is too, is like even if I do a 5K at Portland and let's say it goes less than ideal and I don't run a trial standard and I'm doing the 15 at the Olympic trials, I'm still very, very confident that I could peer on the 1500 right now. Like my strength feels there. I was texting Danny the other day that like, this is the most complete my training has been with aerobic capacity, like strength. And then also with speed. Cause like we did that workout yesterday and like my last uh, 200 was 25.3 after five, 300s, after uh, four, 600s with equal recovery. And then my sixth 200 was 25.3. And it wasn't like I was pressing beyond um, just staying under control and, and staying and finishing fast. Like, I really do think that if, if I had to go into a 1500 right now, I could PR. So that's a good spot to be. This guy runs, this guy runs, this guy competes. But the thing is, is like, I also don't want to be a workout warrior. Like I still need to put that together on the day. So um, I went through a little bit more pre-race ritual, like I would in a race scenario yesterday. And I think that paid off. Um, I heard that from a great friend, um, Jake Whiteman (laughs) told me to do that next time. Um, So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. If I, um, let's say I get the trial standard in the 5k and I already have it in the 15 I'm going to drop the 15 and I run the five, even though it'll be my new event. Like I'm optimistic. Um, You can't, you can't double at the U S just because of the timing of it. I think the 15 prelims and the 5k prelims are like almost back to back. There's prelims in the 5k. Yeah. So there's round one of the 5k. So,
0: so this is, this is my, my overall like analysis of, of David Rivets right now. Oh God. So this is a no brainer to me, right? You, your best performance that you've had since, becoming a pro has been in the 3k. You haven't run one 5k and you run, you run at least like 30 miles more than me a week. You're a mileage hog, right? You then front run a 5k and open up in 1336, which is probably one of your better marks for an
1: opener. Anyway, there's actually 1337, which is just mocking me because my 15 PR is 337, but Yeah. (laughs)
0: You're overthinking it, mate. And also, when it comes to the 5K, legitimately just staying in one position and just like sitting on the rail and just staring at the back of someone's like shirt. This is for everyone listening, trying to run a 5K. If you could just sit in one position and do nothing for 3K, it's such a different feeling, A 100%. It's the same as when we used to tempo in um, college. My best tempo I ever did um, my buddy, Julian and, and, and Johnny. Julian our designer, Glenn, Julian. Our designer, Julian. And then um, my roommate at the time and, and really good friend, John and Glenn, we were like, all right, right, let's it's just us three. We're going to stay in a line for five miles and we're not going to move. And so it ended up being our best tempo ever because you don't need to do anything. You don't need to look at pace. You don't need to look at like, oh, where am I positioned? I don't, you don't need to move around anyone or do any other work than just sit there and let your mind wander for the first 3K. And it makes such a difference because you can just allow yourself to be relaxed, get your breathing under control. And if you're an interesting enough person, you can think about anything. You, Were you like, ah, oh, me? Yeah. I was actually thinking about how, uh, how worried I was for you. <laughs> cause I, I sometimes just looked up cause I was just staring at, at Garrett's cast for the longest time. Yeah. And I looked up and I was like, oh, Dave's at the front, but I trust you to pace, but I just, I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah. Well, and then in my head, appeal. I was like, I remember telling telling you that I would help you out. And then I'm like, I'm definitely not, <laughs> no. not going to move up seven spaces to, <laughs> to sit at the front of a race. I already feel horrendous. in.
1: Yeah, no, you're certainly right about like my trajectory and my performance. I think I would agree with you that like this, my 3K, 5K are the best marks that I've had. And I only think that being successful in, in that distance is going to bring my 15 time up and you know i i know i got the speed there when it comes to going back down to a 15 if i need to do that but i'm just excited i'm looking forward to it it's like a it's an interesting and optimistic time i've said that already but that's like the honest truth of it like i'm going into these trials with a little bit more optimism than i thought i would um i was being a little bit more of a pessimist at the start of the year just with where my fitness was at where some of my racing's um were at you know like i opened with like a 345 and like now i'm i'm confident i can do that at any point in the day so I'm happy. Um, and I think that's a really good mark to to gauge the next couple months off is just staying happy and having fun. You know, I went to Danny at the start of the race, and I'll do it again. And I just said, hey, man, tell me a joke. And it was a terrible joke. It was, it was like I threw a Frisbee, and I was wondering why it was getting bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. A frisbee or a boomerang? I think you said Frisbee, So I guess it's a bad joke. Boomerang would have made more sense, but I only gave him a stride. I just walked up to him, told him, tell me a joke. He said, do a stride and I'll get one. I come back and he tells me it. Not bad for putting him on the spot, but next race, he better have a better joke. And I kind of went to him for that because I'm like, I got to just remember like, this is fun. This is funny. Like this is, this is my, my passion. So getting on that start line with a little bit too much uh, angst, I think is, is a good recipe for uh, miscues and, and, and mis tactics. So Yeah, that's enough about me and you though, Josh. Let's kind of transition to the future of the Satan Cake podcast. You know, there's a lot of good things and uh, rough things going on. Oh, Lord. But let's go ahead and start with like an apparel update. So for sizing, you know, I'm currently sitting in a medium um, and I will encourage everyone looking to get um, apparel, be, I'm gonna use the word optimistic. I think that's gonna be my word of the day. Be optimistic that you will still fit like, a size up because the sizing does run kind of small like i'm racing or i'm working out in a medium singlet and a medium shirt and i typically wear smalls for a lot of things yeah i,
0: I wear all mediums in brooks stuff and this is brooks stuff but i wear lodges and in, in uh, the shirt and the in the singlet we'll we'll try and we'll have a bit more of a uh, reference on the on the website you could say which could be a bit of fun um, so when you go on there to actually buy the apparel, you'll have you'll have a bit more of a reference just to kind of see where you're at because they run yeah they do run a little bit small, but I mean the material is unreal yeah the material is great breathable
1: like the singlet is remarkable honestly like our prints went
0: incredibly well as well i was worried a little bit um, because sometimes when you when you print on these and on these shirts it sometimes just feels like it shouldn't be there this does not feel like that so there's no worries on that on that side of things yeah just get your sizes right um and yeah it'll be a lot easier when you can see the the kind of comparisons and and a little bit more of uh when you're on the website, it should be easy to figure out. So yeah, and just, to be a little yeah, bit more the... excited
1: for a tease. You know, when we're talking about a sizing chart, let's just say Josh Kerr may put on every single size and we may fashion that off on a banner. So be looking forward to that. You he will showcase an extra small to an extra large. And if you get a stretch size, we will give you a signed photo or something just to compromise <laughs> for the uh the lack of fitting. But um to add Um, our logo um, we put it right on the front and we're going to go through some design updates and logo updates but we just thought it'd be a good laugh to put our faces front and center all our sit and kick apparel isn't going to be just our faces that's not what it's about but for this first round yeah we're going to make a laugh about it we're going to we want our faces to be there and when you're repping a uh, race singlet you're gonna have sit and kick on the front with a with the Brooks logo, and then on the back between your shoulder blades, there's gonna be our faces. So all your competition behind you is just gonna to have to look at two sit and kick podcasters, goofy guys, the entire time while you dust them. So look forward to having us uh because we got your back. I guess that's what we could say.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. We do we we do have your back. And I I'm just excited. I'm excited about this um the message to do with this drop. I'm excited that the overall idea of this whole thing is to give you guys and our guests more money. Like we are not taking anything from this. We've, we've, we've pumped a bit of money into the business now. And so we can spend it and that's just our base. Like we're going to be, you know, obviously taking your orders and and obviously receiving all this money, but you will be getting it back and it's not going to be a difficult process to get it back. We're just, we're currently writing a waiver for anyone who's going to be dumb enough to try and, you know, steal, steal money that we're trying to give back to you in the first place. Uh, But also it's going to be an easy situation where you can just, you know, take five minutes or so to submit this form uh, back to us and and we'll send you the money back as as soon as, as soon as that comes through. So, you know, this is just a, from us, like just a cool and good person thing to do. So try and not take advantage of that um, as well. Just, you know, I think we have some awesome fans out there, but I know a lot of people are, are uh, they're naughty, Dev. I'm not worried about that, but I just feel like, you know, we're we're doing quite a good thing here. So I really hope people kind of respect that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be a pretty smooth buy and get some money back, I believe.
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and I think the interest already is high enough to where you and I, Josh, are doing a good thing. And we're getting tons of DMs already about, hey, can you guys just, you know, like I know orders aren't out yet, but can you send me a kit so I could race in it? And we're like, we would love to that's just a can of worms we can't afford to open because if we send one kit to one guy and he posts about it then it's going to just open the floodgates and you know i guess this brings up the whole pre-order form debacle i uh might have um overshot my shot with that and let's just say that we're pretty much not sold out of sizes but we've we've uh had a lot of interest. We have nearly a hundred pre-orders already, which is remarkable. And I'm just going to add a little bit of explanation on what a pre-order form means to us and to me when I meant to put that out there. So pre-order means before the rest of the world, you know, like filling out that form doesn't reserve your size, but it does reserve your email and an early submission to get to a store access code before the complete store drops on our drop date. So pretty much we have a pre-order form on our merchandise tab on sitandkickpodcast.com. You fill that out, put in your sizing we removed size medium and i believe size small for singlets because those have already been like completely filled but if you fill out that form you're going to get an email with a code to our store to get early access and that's your pre-order this pre-order form isn't the reservation of what you um want it's more so like this is the the hype to actually being able to pre-order in the future so you dug yourself out of that one hey, Dave? i dug myself out of that one so if you put yourself down for a medium singlet and you don't get a medium singlet that's probably because you didn't fill it out in time and also because the drop date is what matters and also the early launch date is what matters this pre-order form is just really to gather interest and let me tell you it is crazy how much interest we have you know josh ambitious- we don't have
0: a lot like you know how people do this thing where like we have limited inventory yeah. we do not have a lot of inventory like we are not far away from selling out from our pre-orders
1: yeah and and we we do have a lot of inventory a lot of stock but we also have a lot of interest and that's the thing like josh ambitiously said he's like you know i think we're going to sell out in the first couple of days maybe even in the first 24 hours and us me and the designer it's like not a chance but i can tell you right now that if these pre-order forms if everyone orders from the pre-order form we are going to sell out in the first 24 hours so this is something that you guys do need to get on and i think josh this is a good time to say what's our launch date what's the excitement build around when are we dropping the actual store for everyone to purchase the sit and kick merchandise round one
0: so the drop date for for this apparel drop is the fourth of june correct leave fourth of june friday friday night crack a couple bevies mm-hmm. and and to get account countdown going and, and get you know get your orders in quickly because it's going to go incredibly fast and i'm worried that we're going to get a lot of angry messages being like you know i filled in dave's pre-order form and i didn't get what i wanted and i that's that's what worries me the most so be if you've done the pre-order form and we do give you the early access code just be on it because a lot of people have the pre-order form yeah code. take
1: advantage of that
0: and, and just don't like, don't DM the Sink Kick podcast, DM David Ribic, and say to him, Hey, you know, you, you mucked up your son, send me a sticker. And,
1: and maybe we, we have, do we have other room. things on there. Don't we do? Uh, we do. We have some other things in there. I mean, I'm, we're still waiting on people. If you beat us in the March madness, um, bracket challenge i guess we didn't do a whole great amount of promotion but we do have awards and rewards for those that did beat us so just dm us screenshot you kicking us to the ground and we'll we'll try to send you something but um yeah we we have a lot of excitement around june 4th you know that's that's a date where we're going to be done with these early races and we're going to be leading into the trials but the reality of the situation though too is josh is once we launch this product and we get this round set out June and July is going to be a little bit quiet for us on the podcast. You know, that's where we're going to need to start focusing up on races. We're going to need to start focusing up on taking care of the one job that we are truly hired to do. And that's make teams and, and make dreams come true. So when we get this pre-order and when we get this launch date set, just know that like, this is not the end of the season, but it's uh, a time where we can kind of celebrate how far we have come um, in the last year. I mean, like we we're a podcast that started just about a year ago. Um, so this is huge. And, This is going to be the start of a lot of great opportunity for us to sell merchandise, for us to pay back the sport, and for us to just continue to hopefully inspire everyone that listens to this podcast and everyone that um, enjoys sitting in lawn chairs. You know, there will be a lawn chair competition coming soon. And that, I hope, is going to be our segue into potentially screen printing lawn chairs. And, you know, Josh. (laughs) Absolutely yeah. loves it. Josh gets tagged. Josh gets tagged in all these lawn chair photos. Hey, tag me too if you really want to make me feel special. Even though Josh is a lawn chair guy, you know, I always see the tags Josh Kerr and sit and kick. Hey, I'm on this too, man. Come on. <laughs> I just I I just want to add like this.
0: Our designer is amazing. Like these prints and these shirts from Brooks Running are really, really cool. So, you know, I have I have no doubt that when you get these and want to race in them you're just going to want to race them all the time. And to add to that, you know, this every single drop that we're going to do is going to be based around how we can give you back more money, how we can help, you know, the listeners, how we can help people who come on the podcast. So if you have any more ideas along the lines of what we're doing right now, which is, you know, trying to give back the money that you pay for the shirt, you know, for maybe if you're racing it, if you have any more ideas along those lines, feel free to reach out messages and speak to us and be like, hey, you know, this would be kind of cooler, you know, maybe all the money that you make from it, you give to a local high school or, you know, buy a shoes and do like big giveaways every week for, for, you know, a specific group of the listeners or something like that because we're going to be very transparent. We we don't sit here and, and say, you know, the sport needs to be more transparent. And then we're just going to do things behind closed doors. I'm okay with with uh, showing you how many orders we have once it's done, how much money we made from that, um, that we'd have to give back anyway. And then also how we use that money. And yeah. and maybe that that's in more of a video form, or we just talk about it. But we're going to be completely transparent. Your money that you give to the podcast, not only will go back to you, but we'll go back to this these guests and the running community it is not going in our pockets, and and uh, and that's something that we are really really passionate about because you know Brooks has done an, an amazing thing to to help us out and give this um, like uh, this awesome high level gear that we wear at races, like we wear the stuff at races, and so we're very very blessed to have that you know be in that position. So we don't want to take advantage of that, and we just we feel like we're getting a little bit more traction with you know listeners and followers and and things like that. So I'm just excited to kind of, you know, it pays to be a sit and kick listener. That's all I'm saying, you know, and uh, people are starting to to kind of gather that.
1: Yeah. And like, I feel like there's in this way, like you you should really take advantage of this opportunity to kind of invest in something that'll be back towards you in the sport and all those things. Like like Josh is saying, he's doing a perfect speech and I'll add on to it of like. We're not trying to take advantage of you. We're not trying to take your money. Like we're trying to lose money. We're trying to, we're trying to build this sport. You know, we essentially are investors in, in, in this whole thing. And sit and kick podcast is just the hub to where hopefully this can become the status quo for podcasting. You know, like there's so many track and field podcasts. There's so many running podcasts, but a lot of those are just for content. A lot of those are just for listeners. This is for the sport. And that's really, really what we're about. And so when we get this stuff sent out, you know, the more things we sell the more things we can do so the more things you buy the more that we can produce and so we're really looking forward to that and yeah the excitement around this first drop june 4th is going to be great when we send out that pre-order form form fill that out take advantage of that code and buy the product before it sells out um and in speaking of that the pre-order form this episode will drop um may 22nd on saturday the pre-order form is closing at midnight um on sunday actually it'll probably close earlier because I, I don't want to stay up that late so it'll be like 8 p.m mountain time on sunday so fill out that form if you haven't already and then that will hopefully reserve your spot to get a code to hopefully reserve your spot to get some product I so would,
0: i would even if your size isn't on there like now that dave's taking the medium off i would i would even just sign up just so you can get the the pre-order because i'm worried that the pre-order drop stuff might sell us out So just be really careful with it and and reach out if you have any problems. And yeah, everything should be smooth from there. But yeah, we have a lot of interest and not as much product. So just be just be on it and and be flexible with sizes because the size is a little bit smaller than you think so size does matter. (laughs) Size does matter. But if you're a guy like me, wear a large
1: and uh, and lastly on on the whole money side of things, Josh. I know I texted you last night and I got no response. So maybe it was a bad idea. Paying yes, guests. it was
0: a bad idea. Today. So
1: should I not even bring it up right now?
0: No, I mean you can bring it up, but like this is this is this is the level of stupidity that we have right now.
1: I I, I texted Josh last night. I calculated it. Right now we we bite the bullet. We go in early and we pay every single guest that we've had on the podcast $100 of an appearance fee. That's not a lot of money, but when you calculate how many runners we had, just around $2,000. So we would go in the hole with that. But Josh, the thing is, is if we pay the guests $100 right now, we could make that money back. Do we lose money to make money or do we make money to lose money?
0: I would rather right now give that money back to the listeners than the guests. (sighs) Personally. So if you want to take two grand out of our account and spend it for the listeners and someone who's listening right now has a really good idea how we can spend that and give it to you guys, I'd be happy to do that.
1: Are we ever going to pay the past guests?
0: We can have them on again. have we have we, ha- we currently man. have zero income for the for the podcast so it's true us keep spending is is a really fun
1: idea but we're gonna get to zero real quick <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay we'll sit on it we'll sleep on it i'll try to convince josh if you guys want oh and speaking of we do have a, a sit and kick venmo up now um it's at just sit and kick um and we got our funny faces on there um we don't really know what we're gonna use that for likely reimbursements um but there was some banter in the comment section of our instagram for morgan mcdonald's episode where someone Venmoed him ten dollars um to drop the episode early and then i got ten dollars for just being a podcast host and you know so that venmo is always open we're not gonna ask for your money but <laughs> let's just say like an, an episode comes out and you want to uh you know pay pay a, a podcast like that's gonna be easy money to get thrown right back into all of you so that's it let's move on to some of the fan submitted questions josh you know this is wrapping up to be a decent length episode already so yeah, it's been waffling. We need to stop waffling. All right.
0: Does Dave finish in bed as well as he does in a race?
1: Oh, God. Why? Why do, the, the fact of the matter is, is these are like under 18 year old fan submitted questions. And we have an under 18 audience. So I don't even know if we can talk about this. Um, but what I will say is, ouch. And what I will say is, <laughs> yes. All right. Next question. Centro back. More of a comment. But do you, do you think that's a fair enough statement?
0: Um. I've never seen Central's
1: back. Okay, 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 guy. You had some time. I doubt you even had to put much thought into that. Well, no,
0: I actually just thought about that now. It's just, you know, funny guy. Funny uh, guy. No, I, I mean, look, he wins a race. That's great. He's a Olympic champion. Is that expected, unexpected? I don't know.
1: <laughs> All like, right, fair enough. I like that. I mean he,
0: I mean he's great at what he does like he won a race. Let's like, leave
1: it at that. Let's but... leave it at that. I think you you summarized it well. So we'll move on. Is Sam Tanner going to be a guest now that he no longer has Josh's record? Who? Sam, oh my God, you know exactly who <laughs> Sam Tanner is because you, you talked about his DM. You know, Sam Tanner and Jared and Goose. We need to Listen, get. Listen,
0: I replied to zero DMs about that NCBA record, and I'm never going to reply to them. They were mostly all negative, some of them were a bit more positive, and, but that's just the way it goes. This is not the time to think about Josh. It was the time to think about the Goose. Go and message the goose and say, you know what, mate? That was class. That's the kind of way you should break a NCAA record. Yeah, I'm gonna Just defend from Sam. The front, I'm gonna defend Z. Sam
1: Tanner here and, and say that he was the all-time collegiate record holder before, like after you, not outdoing. Oh, and but he- Kyle
0: Merber had a faster
1: one as well. Like it's all, you know, he said, she said, stuff.
0: Do it within the guidelines and come speak to me. <laughs> this the goose is the champ.
1: The goose is the champ, and the goose has it, and that, and that is a fair statement. Last thing on Sam Tanner, he has a really cool Instagram because he talks about, like, surfing and skateboarding, and I, he's just, like, one of those cool guys that, like, he's a cool guy. You know, you look at him, <laughs> you're like, that's a cool guy. Um, And then we're going to go back. So, to this past weekend, someone submitted Beast with the best performance of the weekend, in your opinion, at the track meet. Go.
0: Ooh. Uh, at, at the Sun running meet. Correct. Uh,
1: me gonna go for i'm it. joking
0: i don't know i didn't really watch anyone else's races because the espn wasn't working when i was trying to see it so i know times but i didn't really see the races all that well i think you know what dave i'm going to give it to you i'm going to give it to you you went out you went ballsy yeah you blew up a little bit but you came back and you smashed it and i think it's the start of a new era for you and you're just going to continue to get better and better and i think it's just an exciting time for you and everyone watching you from from all the hard work that you've done so i'll give it to you because even though i kicked your ass again uh I absolutely i mean you've made a, a massive step in your career to towards a, a distance that looks like it could be very very successful for you so i'll give
1: appreciate you- that appreciate that um i'm not going to put put you you know this would just be a weird back and forth podcast if i put you so i'm going to put someone like an ali buholski in there or an ali ostrander i mean i feel like those women in the 5k showed up ali ran 15:18, but the overall winner of the night for me would be ali buholski who runs a pr in the uh, 1500 meters runs 409 and she doubles back like an hour later and paces the the 5k at uh, nine flat you know she ran nine flat her first year on the team indoor for a race and now she's running a PR on the 15 an hour later coming back and run a nine flat whoo she doggy, dude she's ran under 15 in the 5k she's ready to roll i also want to add in
0: i loved watching kidder race um sure. kidder obviously has gone through quite a lot with injuries and stuff um but i wouldn't say that's why i'm bringing this up i just think that he as a racer, if you uh, if you don't watch a lot of Brandon Kerr's races, just go back and watch him. He's a guy, um, very similar to me in mindset where everything's just positive, positive, positive. Like he goes out and he runs a race and then it, it maybe doesn't hit his standards and he goes runs an eight at 148 and then he goes run another eight at 147. He's gonna run another eight, it's gonna be 146, 145, 144. Um, because he's coming back from a, a, a long time off with a surgery. And so he just needed to race, race, race. And his his mindset is going to take him to amazing heights. I mean, even though he's he ran 147, which doesn't look massively impressive on paper, he has one of the best chances on the team to still make the Olympic Games. And that's because his mindset is just yep. like so focused on success and finding positives in the situation he's in. So I loved watching him race. And again, just just giving it to the to the UK on a meter, guys, too, which is quite funny. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it was it was nice to see him rocking and rolling again. The whole
1: team in itself is coming out of a, a good, long slumber. You know, the beasts are ready to feast, and it's like they've been in hibernation for some time, and you got Garrett Heath now on the line around 1325. You got Kidder coming out. You got Henry being the top American at Mount Sac. You know, this is the trajectory that we've been waiting for since the fall, and we've been kind of building for. So we keep this momentum into Portland and into the trials. I think, like what you said uh, um, in our previous recording is, um, I think the team's going to shock some people. So it's a a good place to be leading into an Olympic year. Um, Dave, how does it feel knowing that Josh looks sexier in the new kit? I didn't actually mean to read that one. I meant to read the other one. So, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, it feels all right. You know, I I was looking at some photos from this past weekend, and I have some flamingo legs, man. I got some just straight (laughs) rods of flagpole legs. So. I was bloated in some of my photos. <laughs> you were bloated. You you, you probably <laughs> had a good amount of carbohydrates stored up in there to uh to kick the field. So yeah, you no. Know, um,
0: it's. I mean, the kit is you know the kit's the kit, but the hair's the hair. You know, I mean, Dave, Dave, Dave shaved his head off, um, and I'm I'm just rocking the old. Our designer cuts my hair. You know, he's a he's a wonderful wonderful hair hair master. So. No, I, I'm just gonna give all my good looks to you know Julian Flores is is the reason that I look like this. So it's all right, Dave. I mean, we have we wear pretty much we wear like construction jackets to to races. Um, we are the High biz jackets. So you know everyone knows where we're at. So that yeah, helps. It's fair especially enough, especially if you're at the front.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone knows who's up in the front when you're in a. Follow beast on kit. the construction work. Fa- at the follow front. on the neon guy. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Let's let's wrap these up pretty quick. Um, and uh, one sec.
0: So Dave gets bant on his D2 life, but Josh ran in the Mountain West Conference, which uh, has like five men's teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Mountain West Conference is, I mean, their Mountain West uh, 1500 meter record is 335. So it must be pretty good.
1: <laughs> well enough. Um, Dave, was is it harder to do a race or hard workout? Josh, what is it harder to do a mile or 5k? First off, why am I getting a race to a workout comparison? Josh is getting two races. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit uneven there. Um, But I would say race is always harder. I mean, there's more at stake. There's more um, pressure. There's more more opportunity for you to do good or bad. But um, I would say that the number one objective is always to try to get to the race with 100% confidence that like you've done the work. So I would say the consistency of a hard workout like block is harder than a race like that's at least like the perspective that I try to go in. So I would say like stringing together 10 weeks is harder than having one good day but I haven't had that one good day yet. So I'm just wobbling back and forth. So yes. Wobbling and waffling. Wibbling Um, and waffling. I don't even know if you said wibbling.
0: I'm much better at the mile than the 5k. So I would say the mile is a lot easier. Uh, However, the 5k is a distance. I think as a, as a distance, a trial or the Olympic games, which I'm allowed to say is very, very different. Like the 5k, you've got to focus massively. You've got to be able to close off really tired legs and the mile, you just kind of, you have your game plan. You kind of stick to it uh, and just, and just go hell for leather really. So I would say the 5k is a lot harder, but I'm, I'm just not massively experienced in that. What drew you to each other? Mm. Christ, I mean, you can't you can't stay away from Dave. Is probably the best answer. Uh <laughs> oh, no. if You knew him, you know he's always trying to be involved in everything and everyone's lives. You know he's group chats with every single person on this team, uh, and he just wiggles his way in. You know he's just always there. And then when he's when he's not there, you're like, oh, where's Dave? You know. So, you know, I I, I enjoy the way that he's able to talk to anyone and everything on, on anything and everyone. And so you know that's why we're podcast buddies, but we're also we're we're good training partners. He's able to pace, even though he hasn't had a watch for about a year and a half. I got if one someone of my right send, send uh, Dave a watch that works. <laughs> he had a Casio for six months and then that died. So yeah, that would be nice.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. What drew me to Josh is mostly just the fact that I think that he's someone that could be easily beat, and if you beat him, he crumbles. And I'm just waiting for the day and opportunity that that happens because I want the, it to beat. When you beat
0: me in a race, I will Venmo you a thousand dollars.
1: This is on the podcast. I'm not cutting this out. I'm the editor. It's completely fine. Copy, copy. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in my journal. Um, and wow. Okay. But also I think what drew me, he puts his money where his mouth is like that bet. is obvious, um, to that, but he also will put in the work and he'll, he'll say things and he'll, he'll put up this expectation and pressure on himself and then perform at a level that he does, I think is very rare. And I think that's why, um, his success is contagious and also infuriating. So when we're working together and uh, whether on the podcast or on the track, like I know we're going to get the best out of each other. And that's very important. And in terms of a friendship, I'd be really curious to know how our dynamic would be if running wasn't or podcast wasn't the tie, um, but I think I'd be friends with Josh. I'm definitely friends with his girlfriend. I think she's a good good lass. So um, we'll move on to how do you feel about prospective performances? We kind of covered that. Um, I would just say we're both on the good upward trajectory, so we'll transition to another. Why haven't you made Why a lawn chair? Why haven't
0: you made a lawn chair? Are we just doing that together
1: in, yeah, in, in yeah, harmony? To, yeah, uh, in harmony. Let's do the second sentence, okay? You, you guys are, got, leaving are leaving so, so much money, so much money, money the on the table right table, now. Aaron.
0: All right. Uh, so yeah, we we're probably gonna do that. I think it will be hilarious. And we're like, we're just gonna try and find a, a way that we can do that where we're not spending a lot of money that we can not give back to you guys. So like, you know, obviously, we've got all these Brooks products that you know, we're, you know, we're thankful that Brooks are able to help us out with and, and send us and stuff like that. But obviously, I don't believe that Brooks sells chairs. So that's the way that we're able to send all this money back to you is because we're not, you know, I think to buy these Brooks products is like 50 odd dollars per shirt for us to buy them. So, you know, if we did that and then print them and then sell them, we're, we're making no money to give back to you. So yeah, I think that's going to be the hard part. That's going to be our, our, uh, our problem solving and we will definitely be selling lawn chairs and we'll, we'll copyright it. Great. Perfect. Good answer.
1: (laughs) um change josh's bio he's no longer the 1500 meter record holder I we was. Will, we will get to that you can say former
0: i can say i i um uh, yeah yeah you you
1: Um. Uh, are the you you're the the british NCA oh, record yeah. holder i'm
0: not i'm, not, I'm <laughs> not gonna start making up rules now uh, what does josh have against short shorts i will i'll post a photo of the last time i wore short shorts um It was a horrible experience. I think the chafe's disgusting. I think, you know, I've got some meaty legs uh, and they just need to be, they need to just be put in leg condoms, you know, (laughs) keep them, keep them from flapping around. Uh, Um, Do you, do either of you see yourself training for the 5k in the future? Probably not. The Dave will be and has been for the the majority of his career and just has never raced one for no reason.
1: Yeah, no no joke. Um, Does the podcast website have more clicks than Dave's site all time? Yes. People are
0: really flocking to the website, dude.
1: To be honest, our website has been very, very successful. Not the original one Josh made for his class, which was (laughs) abysmal and we had to literally reface and rebrand the entire one. Um, I might
0: make a second podcast uh, website. It was just me. Like my
1: like (laughs) creation. Yeah. It'll be bad. We maybe will release those. They're not great, but yeah, I'll be honest. I think the podcast um, website has gotten more clicks than mine. Maybe in the first year I did actually just pass a year subscription on mine. So I just paid for another year of the domain and the website. I almost think that's a waste of time and money because I'm just enjoying so much with the podcast and not really much my individual branding. So um yeah the podcast website's successful check it out sit and kick
0: get it done check out the pre-order form make sure you get that done right now like if you're listening to it right now you should either be on the website or it's going to be done so just be really careful yeah if you want to get gear
1: be careful and and, and be be ready and i think lastly um we need to figure out Josh what the name of the podcast listeners are. You know, we're creative guys. We we have a lot of good things going for naming, but I, think I don't know the what sitters
0: to, dude on the chair. The sitters the or sitters.
1: Are they, <laughs> the sit and kick crew or they call the crew or like what are they? We need to we just need some inspiration here guys because what we want to do is be able to build An empire of listeners and fans to where you guys have your unique profiles on our website and so when you purchase things and when you like listen to episodes you can have a little bit more engagement than just over instagram and also if you're listening to this podcast follow us on instagram at sit and kick podcast um or just sit and kick because i think we get more listens per episode than we do actually followers on instagram and oh yeah that's where we get a lot of our engagement so if you're listening now follow us you know fill out that form
0: just also just to add if you're anywhere in the world we'll send it to you you might have to pay a bit more for shipping but we'll send it to you so don't worry about if you're in india or if you're in europe or if you're in you know canada whatever we'll send it to you Um, but yeah, I think, you know, even even people who are ordering stuff online might not even follow us on Instagram. So I was like, that's kind of odd. But we do a lot of stuff on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. There's a lot of Me Mondays banter and, and, and videos and things like that. So get over there, give us a follow. And uh, and it, it helps us out, when especially when Dave doesn't add the part on the pre-order form if it's male or female. And you've got names like Alex. And uh, what's another name that was on there that was like very male slash female i thought fobby was a girl's name if I'm i thought fobby was
1: a guy named so,
0: yeah um get, get over there follow us on instagram and yeah start Josh, what do we name what are we naming this uh something about the drop i reckon
1: all right so we could go do you want do you want a three two one it we'll just go wing it
0: oh uh, give me two seconds okay
1: I can just actually clean this oh, up. Oh, I got it. Okay. All right. Are you ready? And and don't do slinging dicks with Morgan McDonald either. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two,
0: one. Apparel pre-order form or bust.
1: <laughs> We're not naming it that. We're not adding any more confusion, Josh. Um, we'll we'll think of a catchy title. We won't even name it in, the, in the audio. We'll ju- we'll just sit on it for a second. Um, but, Josh, it was a pleasure racing you, a pleasure doing business with you. Um, I'm still going to secretly Venmo every guest that we've had on $100 and just not tell Josh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're in the business now, folks, and, and we're ready to start making and losing money and keep putting it back into your guys' pockets. So be on the lookout for all our cool announcements coming up very, 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 very soon. Go ahead and be great. please. Yeah. Just keep sitting and kicking, folks. A slow meandering affair he wants to kick he's got to go now with Josh Kerr All right, here's David Ribitsch Josh Kerr David Ribitsch Josh Kerr's for real fastest 2 1500 George meters Josh Kerr on, on the, the outside way up front now is David Ribitsch